0: It's our duty to live this life with the acute knowledge of its impermanence. I'm 23 and I've been to more funerals this year than I've ever been to, ever. I'm growing up and I'm facing death and we want to open ourselves up to see the beauty in everything, but not everything is beautiful and not everything is poetic and doesn't matter if you hate death or resist death, that it comes one way or another and leaves you me with memories and moments. Time is not promised, life is not promised, but death is promised. I think we all struggle to remember that. We all struggle to remember the promise of impermanence. There is so much to love and so much to lose and we cannot hold on to what will inevitably turn to dust. You can't force grief, you can't force life, you can't force death. It all just happens all at once, all around us always, and we're left here to deal with it and to release and to love again. It's all so precious. These memories that you don't know will Last forever but you're awakening already right it's already happening that's why you're here and why you're listening nothing is broken in your world nothing needs to be changed nothing needs to be different and yet everything is constantly changing because it is the inevitable nature of that which is eternal what I've come to realize in this endless searching for answers is that there really are not. If you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, then then what do you have? You have an act, right? Instead of a life. Hello and welcome back to Figuring Shit Out. I am Vanessa Fontana and today is going to be a very short episode about something quite heavy. Instead of giving you a step-by-step how-to or breaking down the concept of something, today I want to share some feelings around an enigmatic topic that I don't think any of us know how to make sense of and I think a lot of us avoid talking about or thinking about until you absolutely have to, which is death. This last week, I have faced two family deaths which didn't directly affect me in a very very big way weren't people that I was very close to but I did watch how it affected each of my parents in different ways and it also reminded me of the death that I have experienced in this year alone which is more than I think I ever have in my whole life I'm 23 and I've been to more funerals this year than I've ever been to ever Um, and so the prospect of something as heavy as death, what mystery it's cloaked in, and how it causes us to really reframe our perspective around life. And for this episode, I want to share a journal entry that I wrote in March of 2023, right after I had lost my dog, my childhood dog, a few weeks after I had lost my grandmother. Um, They were both old, and it was expected loss, but They were two deaths that I had thought about quite often in terms of how it would feel when they passed away and what it would mean afterwards for me and the ways in which they would live on in my memories and in my mind and how much I would miss them, which I think you are never going to be able to truly prepare for. It was the best way that I knew how to make sense of it, and I think it is the best way I know how to make sense of it now to you know death is the only truth of life and it is promised and a lot of us fear death or we think we fear death but we we don't we fear we fear life we fear losing our lives too soon we fear being old or losing our lives before we're old to the regrets of a life we wanted to live but didn't and I think Death is something that makes everything very real. It is where, in all of the moments where you chose to be ambiguous about your feelings towards people that you loved, or you chose reactivity, or you chose your ego, death is what shows you that none of that is real. It shows you at the end of the day what does matter because, at the end of the day, you make it as serious as what if this person was no longer here, or what if this was the last time I was going to see this person or this animal that I love so dearly, how would I act? And most of us act very differently because most of us are under the illusion and the assumption that we have time. And sometimes we face the very startling truth that we don't have time. That time is not promised. Life is not promised, but death is promised. And it reminds us of how we should be acting Every single day, it reminds us that we should live our lives as if we are facing death because we are facing death every single day, every time we walk outside of our houses and get into our car or we get on a train or take the very risk of waking up and going into the world. It is at the forefront of possibilities that anything could happen at any moment. And it's not something to be frightened of. It is a way to know that time is precious And we treat it like it is not. We treat it like it is an abundant resource. And nothing will truly give you peace in the grief. I think losing both my grandma and my dog, there was this sense of knowing that I would lose them because they were old. And even in that, you can't prepare for it. You can't prepare for how it's going to feel. And in things like sudden loss or tragedy or a life that was taken too soon, it is remarkable how how challenging it is to overcome that grief because it's almost hard for us to justify or conceptualize that it could happen but we see it all the time and it does and when I think about even the the deaths of old- aged family members or people who knew that it was coming it's not easy ever it's not something that we are comfortable with but it almost seems like the people who get to that, old age it's like they are surrendering to it I felt that with my dog who I could tell she was just ready and she was holding on for the sake of all of us who loved her so much it was like they know and they try with all that being said I want to read what I wrote and give you something to think about in terms of life not necessarily grief but the relevance of what you do when you realize that nothing is promised and what you do when you realize that, yeah, we're here to be happy and we're here to create our lives, but we are here to do those things and search for deeper meanings and truth because our lives are supposed to matter. And when we treat our lives like they don't matter, we are rudely awakened by things in the background like tragedy. And it can all feel very meaningless, but it It's not, it's, you know, it's meant to show you something and whatever you choose to believe or see in it is what it will ultimately show you. I wrote this on March 20th, 2023. This journal is filled with one, definitely two, and possibly three life-adjusting events. One, my grandmother died. Two, my childhood dog, two. And three, I may or may not have fallen into some kind of love. Midnight is gone and suddenly it's not about her loss, but all of the days I came home from school and she was there and the eight-year-old me that crouched at her kennel waiting for a little black dog to run out when I first met her and it's about the love, the irreplaceable, irreplicable love that is now beyond what is physical. I'm growing up and I'm facing death and I'm cognizant and aware for the first time ever and watching its grip on those left behind. I don't hate death i think that what my grandmother's and midnight's death has shown me is that it doesn't matter if you hate death or resist death that it comes one way or another and leaves you with memories and moments all stuck inside of your heart that which shaped you into who you are in ways you don't even know i loved that dog so much so much i would attempt to prepare for her death by setting the scene for it in my mind but there was no room like I envisioned. There was no holding her paw and kissing her goodbye. It was just here and then gone. I don't know how I feel. It's the first day of spring and change is near and I'm at the river waiting for tears that won't come. You can't force grief, you can't force life, you can't force death. It all just happens all at once, all around us always and we're left here to deal with it and to release and to love again and spend spring equinoxes trying to find the balance between the right ritual and the right way to let go of a life that lives on inside of you. It's also precious. These memories that you don't know will last forever. The moments that are ingrained in our hearts looking for the signs after they pass, finding them sometimes and finding emptiness others. I guess I'm grateful it was at this point where everything feels a bit more real or the real feels real and the arbitrary fades away. We're all going to die one day and all of this, it is a mark of impermanence. So what am I holding on so strongly for to the moments and the hardships and the struggles that don't nourish this short time? The short time I have on earth, what do I need to let go of so that I can step into this chapter, this new day, this life without members who I must honor and cherish with fond memories and a kind heart? So I guess that's what I do now. I tell my family I love them and I show them. I tell my friends that I love them and I show them I give kisses to dogs and cuddle needy cats because there is so much to love and so much to lose and we cannot hold on to what will inevitably turn to dust This journal has been filled with a lot of hope, many new beginnings and chapters, openings and many goodbyes, more than I knew. Before I'm rushed out of it with words I don't have the space to write, maybe I decide to close this chapter on the equinox, a day I'll remember always, the day I learned Midnight Died and the day I realized what that really meant. It's our duty to live this life with the acute knowledge of its impermanence, and some days I feel that more strongly than others. It is that which they taught me, showed me, and gave me, that which I cherished and will cherish now and forever, their lives full and long. And I hope to say the same for my own. So that is something that I wrote back in March of this year, and it felt relevant now it being September of this year after experiencing two family deaths yet again. And it almost feels like once you see it, you can't unsee it. And if you've never seen it, be grateful but know that you will and that's the promise of life and that whatever it teaches you and whatever it can take what you will but you can't force it you can't force the answers or the lessons and grief comes with a lot of confusion it comes with a lot of questions it comes with a lot of facing realities that we don't really want to face but I think in all of it there is the true understanding that there is this unwavering impermanence to everything and preciousness to everything, but that we forget how fleeting it all is and we forget how special it all is and we forget that the next moment isn't promised. And so we take it all for granted and we take it all for moments that will come again and again and again. And if you knew that it would be your last day, it wouldn't matter. I think we all struggle to remember that. We all struggle to remember the promise of impermanence. And when something like this happens, we sit in this feeling of anger and guilt to ourselves for what we could have said what we should have said what we would have done if we knew but it's like don't we know don't we always know that it's a possibility even if we don't think it could be and it's scary it's a really scary truth but it happens all the time everywhere and I don't really know how to give advice around dealing with it because I don't think that anyone knows how to deal with it other than to surrender to the acceptance that it is It is, and there's no feelings or lessons that can be learned to change the fact that it is. And life would not be life, and we would not be here figuring shit out in life if it was promised for always. If it was never ending, we would take our sweet, 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 sweet time and likely be a lot worse off than we already are without that promise or question of death and what it means. And I like to really share where I'm at in an honest and authentic way. And I had an episode recorded actually on um, career advice, like college career advice. And it's just everything that's gone on in the last week feels so completely out of left field for me to release something on that topic. And so where I'm at now is understanding how grief permeates so much of our lives, whether it's grief from the true loss of sudden death or the grief of loss of expected death or the grief of childhood or the grief of what you thought could be or the grief of expectations that are dying. Whatever it is, there's death and rebirth in everything and physical death teaches us the true lesson and nature of that in that it is just so harsh and such a example of what is happening around us all the time and how that affects the networks of lives and we want to open ourselves up to see the beauty in everything but not everything is beautiful and not everything is poetic and that is the truth and in the darkness you do find the light in the grief you will find new lessons and new memories and new moments that you didn't understand meant what they meant at the moment that they happened and that is the evolving nature of everything You're in a moment and then it leaves you and the person in it leaves you. The person in it leaves the earth and you are left with that moment and it means something totally different. You're outside of it now. And I I think when I had lost my dog and my grandma both, I remember feeling this upsurge of memories come to my mind. It came... Through me, And it was all of these things I had never, I hadn't thought about in so many years, moments that I shared with each of them. And it was almost as if they were showing them to me. And knowing that those moments, those memories live inside of me and me being open to the understanding of life after death, I know that there's no way they're gone. And it's, it's about honoring of those relationships for who they were when they were here. And how do you make peace between those things? I mean, I still get pangs, ridiculous pains, and it hasn't been you know, that long, but pangs of missing both of them so much, pangs of missing my grandfather who died almost 10 years ago. It doesn't ever leave you because they're in you forever. That is what people do when they love you or they show you love or they give you love or they meant something to you. That's why love is so important and that's why love is so impermanent in a way because it's what you will remember when there's nothing else left. And I think that's why it is so important to create as much of it as you can and to set your bullshit aside and to stop annoying the people in your life with expectations that they can't meet and just meet them where they are and allow them to be who they are, and to stop getting so upset over the little inconveniences and the little things that they did or didn't do, but to let it go. And if there is true pain, true, true trauma that you have between you and someone you love, heal it. Do everything you can to heal it and to forgive and to move through it so that you can have the peace of knowing that at the very least you tried. You knew what was important. You knew that love would... Be the thing that lasted when it was all done. When it was all said and done, you knew that that would be the lasting trail, the lasting impression. And it is so hard with people like our parents, where we acknowledge that we may be growing, evolving, changing human beings, but we find it so hard to acknowledge that they are too growing, evolving, changing human beings who said and did things in a past where that past no longer exists, but affects you in all the same ways the question of what do you need to do to let go of it so that you can accept that things change and people change and they are allowed to evolve and grow and it is not your job to forgive them so that they have peace it's your job to forgive them so that you have peace Is at the end of the day what do we know we know that we're here and we know that we're not promised another day another moment another minute and we plan our lives so far into the future as if that future is promised when we truly don't even know what's going to happen with the world around us. It's all really existential if you think about it, but at the end of it, what do you do? You know, you find the peace that you can find. You find the moments that matter and you sit in them and you appreciate them while you have them and you know that the present is is all you have and you know that if you can surrender to death being promised, that at least your life won't be for nothing. It will be for the ability to live in whatever way that means to you, to be peaceful and happy and find a truth that you can hold in your heart and know that it is yours, know that it is light. There is light in all of the darkness and in all of the grief. And for a moment, I would have never not gotten a dog because I knew she'd die and knew how painful it'd be if she died. It's, you can't avoid it. You don't avoid it by not loving people or shutting yourself off or not opening yourself up. That just means you're living as if everything's already died right now. When people around us die and it's unexpected, you remember what matters. You really remember who you are and who they are and you remember that the things that you gave them shit about you just look back and you're like god it didn't matter at all it didn't matter at all i should have done this i should have done this and the question is if if that's what you think you should have done then maybe you should maybe you should be living your life that way as if it is that urgent as if it is that pressing because it is that urgent and it is that pressing I think watching people lose their loved ones and especially people lose their parents at such a young age is so, it is so disillusioning. It is so painful to watch how that leaves holes in your heart and I think watching that happen is just, it's taught me so much about what I have to be grateful for and not for a moment will I take it for granted that I have both of my parents even if that is a challenging thing sometimes like at the end of the day it doesn't matter at the end of the day I would so much rather have the people I love alive and learn how to let go of the pain than to not have the pain and not have them alive and I think that that is where the urgency is it's not a sense of worrying about when people are going to die or if they're going to die. It's just a sense of doing the very best you can to appreciate the moments that you have and make the efforts that you can. And you're never too busy. You are never too busy to see people you love. You are never too busy to spend time with people you love. You are never too busy to tell someone that you love them. And that's what's important. It's we hold so much shit inside of us. We hold so much shit back. We don't say what we actually feel like saying. We don't tell people that we love them when we love them we are so afraid and so embarrassed to look like fools or to look vulnerable that we close our hearts and we don't speak our truths and god if you have the voice to speak it you're lucky and you should speak it and you have you have the receiving end of another person with the ability to listen to you with a body and a soul inside of one being then say what you need to say, and hope the other person listens. And if they don't, then whatever, they don't, but you tried. And in the event that something happened, you wouldn't be sitting there wondering what if. It's like live your life with no what ifs when it comes to the people that you love, love boldly and loudly, and as if it was the last moment because you don't know when it's going to be. I consider myself very lucky to have not been experiencing this grief directly. But at the same time, it feels like a responsibility of mine to really appreciate what it can teach me and appreciate what that means for my life in terms of I still have my parents and I watched someone lose their parent this week. I watched how it affected people who had experienced large loss in their lives and the way that people cope with death and how you can never truly get get that back, that life back, those moments back, those memories back, those opportunities back. You do what you can. You tell the people that you love that you love them. And you kiss the dogs and you kiss the cats and you appreciate the things that you want to appreciate but you feel like you don't have the time to and you value the people in your life enough to show up for them when you can and while you can and you put the love first. Always you put the love first and you put the love in front of the ego, in front of the little bullshit that you're holding on to and the things that you just can't get over. Death shows you what is real. In that moment, you're watching someone lay there. You're not thinking about how they stole five dollars from you, or how they said that really mean thing to you that one time. You're not thinking about any of the things that you are thinking about when they're alive. You're thinking about, God, none of that even mattered anyways. I don't know why we couldn't have just found a solution. I don't know why we couldn't have just gotten over it. It's so precious, and you must know that because... In the event that sudden death happens around you or in the event that expected death happens around you, the best thing that you can do for grief is to truly prepare for it before it ever even happens. And you prepare for it by cherishing the moments and by realizing what is real and what matters. Do your best to put love above everything else and do your best to figure out what really matters to you at the end of it all. Sometimes you need time to heal. Sometimes you need space to heal. Sometimes you need years to heal and you can't can't do anything about that but ask yourself what are you not letting go of that you could let go of that's the question all right guys this was a heavy episode and i'm uh sorry i wasn't filled with positivity or joy but it's real and um a lot of things aren't poetic and beautiful it it's it's real like you can find poetry in it and you can find meaning in it and at the end of the day those things just kind of give us a sense of comfort and a sense of dealing with it all. Anyways, I am, I'm in the mountains of West Virginia where I was born. I'm visiting my mom and um, I'm not sure if there's going to be an episode next week. Uh, but if there is, you will see it on my Instagram and my TikTok and all of the other things I haven't posted in a little bit of time, given the events that have been going on in the background of my life. But let me know your thoughts on this episode, which was intense. Um, Now, listen to this part, okay? Listen to this with the context of everything you just listened to. If you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, you don't have a life. You have an act. So go and live your fucking life and tell the people that you love that you love them. I'll see you guys, maybe not next week, but very soon you got to look for the redeeming feature. you got to look for things to appreciate. you got to find a reason to make it okay where you are. No, I've got to strive and struggle and try. That's what I've been taught. Growth and expansion is my quest. No, that's inevitable. Whether it comes easy or hard is the question. The horrible truth is that it's an inside job. That if you're going to get that love and that respect, that you just so, lo- that connect, that union starts inside. To every experience of growth, there is an equal and an opposite. And that equal and an opposite is what drives you to that light. So you have to start inwards. You have to start first within yourself.